2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: I pro back on coast to coast carver high is on a Roll a Trisket away wafer, a week then a croissant as we continue raging into the final four. To start off this hour, let's talk a little bit about Coach K and their big game against North Carolina.
4: Yes, everybody is starting to descend upon New Orleans, Scotty, for the final four this weekend. Of course, Saturday night, Villanova, Kansas in game one. Is that game even going to, you know, does anybody even care about that game? Of course not. Because all of the focus, I I, I care as well, all of the focus is on Duke and North Carolina in the nightcap. We start with Coach K, Scotty, and here he is trying to sell you that it's just another game. Here's Mike Krzyzewski.
3: Yeah, sure.
5: I haven't looked at it as us against Carolina. I've looked at us, we're playing in the Final Four.
4: You're a liar. So
5: the history of that, I've, I've not paid any attention to. Uh, but in answer to your question, I'll pay attention to it right now. Uh, the, uh, uh, you didn't think I was going to dismiss He's you. He's lying
3: there. so much he can't even uh, talk.
5: The, uh, usually we uh, I mean that's high obvious. Seeds if we're in. <laughs> and if you're in a high C, they've tried to put you know, conference teams in. This is the worst answer I've
3: ever heard in my man. life.
5: And so the closest we came was it, in 91. Really, where we were both in the final four, and Kansas and Carolina played the game before we played Vegas, or else we would have, you know, either we both were going to be eliminated, one, or, you know, you had a chance to play for uh, the national <laughs> what a championship. Breakdown. So that was <laughs> the close, you know, then it would have been for the, that
4: was the closest. For everything. Yes.
5: That would have been something. But, uh, answer uh, the question. So, but yeah, I guess it just works out that way.
3: Listen, I mean, this would be like me believing that uh, Bob Knight uh, wouldn't think for one second about uh, a matchup with Purdue in the Final Four. That uh, the history of the rivalry and the 10 miles apart or the one hour apart from West Lafayette to Bloomington uh, and the venom that rolls through the uh, veins of everyone that, that goes to Indiana or Purdue or North Carolina or Duke. I mean, they absolutely loathe each other. And this guy just got bent over, spanked, and called Charlie by North Carolina in his last game at Cameron Indoor that will never be forgotten, that he said was an utter embarrassment and it it shouldn't have been tolerated. If you think for one minute that they don't want revenge and that they don't want to beat North Carolina's ass and that they're not thinking about this rivalry or the history, or the obvious gargantuan size of this game. I mean, this is the biggest game. Literally, I mean, it's bigger than the Super Bowl. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Does anyone really care about the Cincinnati Bengals? No. North Carolina and Duke is automatic must-see television. I guarantee you it's going to have absolutely phenomenal ratings, and it's going to be a war, and I hope Duke loses.
4: Well, North Carolina coach Hubert Davis, he is not shying away from how big of a game this is. In fact, Scotty, he says Carolina playing in that atmosphere at Cameron for Coach K's final home game, he believes before we get to Hubert, we welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El Coast to Coast on a Thursday Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California Sports Map Sports Biling. Right, what Good does everybody. he say? Hubert. He says that that huge stage will help them this weekend.
0: I do, I think, you know, I think that, you know, going through that experience, I think the experience of going uh, through the NCAA tournament and, um, you know, having gone through playing an unbelievable Baylor team in Texas and, you know, having to um, play a really great St. Peter's team very close to their home. We've had to block out the noise all season. At times, we haven't done it as well as we should at the beginning of the year. But the latter part of the year, I think the guys have done a tremendous job of that. And so, um, and I expect them uh, to be able to do it this week.
3: Listen, uh, let's stop with all the St. Peter's stuff. Like, they have like 2,000 students, okay? Uh, But I will give you this. I think the entire country was rooting for St. Peter's. So I think there was no one except people from North Carolina that were rooting for the heels in that game. Uh, that was pretty obvious. I think that they quickly became the bandwagon team of the NCAA tournament that everybody was behind that little dinky school from Jersey City. But uh, look, the reason why North Carolina is winning, it, it, and you know, you can talk all you want about the Baylor game—they blew a twenty-five point lead and they won in overtime because Baylor went one of eleven from the floor. The reason why they're in this game, if you ask me is Brady Manic? I mean, the Amish manic Depressive, your boy has been absolutely playing like a grown man. Uh, He looks like an NBA guy already with that extra flubber muscle, body size, body type, step back game. He's everywhere. He's in the corner, he's on the wing, he's at the top of the key, he's at the elbow, he's in the other corner, he's on the other wing, he's under the basket. This guy, Is the reason North Carolina is winning and no one else?
4: Well, it was four and a half earlier in the week. It's actually down to four uh, now, Scotty. We'll see where it is tomorrow when we make some final selections before the weekend. We'll come back and talk about the other game, the first one, Villanova and Kansas on Saturday.
0: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling.
6: Sling. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
1: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University?
3: I think if you watch the uh, Final Four uh, in New Orleans, you're going to see everywhere you look on TV uh, at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. Uh, follow us on social media. Our marketing is everywhere, it's unavoidable. We've even got in the, uh, and I've said this before, we continue to go back to the well on this, the urinal chips that they have in the men's rooms in uh, all of the facilities uh, involved, the Superdome. You'll see if you go to the Men's uh, bathroom. You're going to notice that. You're going to see those those you know pink chips. They say Ad Sports Grid, at Sports Grid TV. It's everywhere, including these soap containers. When it comes out of the soap, like most people, you just get a, like a blob of soap. Now it's it comes out, and then when you look in your hand, it says Ad Sports Grid and Ad Sports Grid TV. You're like, how do they do that? And they're like, that must be that Sports Grid Network. They do everything better. It's unbelievable.
4: The ideas do get better and better by the day. Uh, tremendous job, as always. Uh, let's talk about the first game on Saturday. Villanova and Kansas, they will kick things off in New Orleans on Saturday night. Bill Self says, hey, we're going to play our best game. You can play well and lose in the tournament. There's some really good teams here. Here's Self.
7: Right. I think when you when you play, uh, you know, coin flip games, you know, you could play well and still not, you know, win. Uh uh obviously and so certainly with the teams that are in this field uh primarily Villanova you know is is our concern but but uh uh you know you can play well and still not still not win i, I anticipate highly competitive uh but fun uh uh atmospheres and contests and and even though you know you're playing for the highest of stakes our sports has to offer uh it you shouldn't be lost that it shouldn't be lost that it's also a a a reward for you know job well done you know throughout the season and obviously in the tournament so I think our guys will be able to do that I I think you guys saw some things personality wise with them uh, throughout the year and primarily here lately that that would would uh, would tell you that the guys are really enjoying themselves right now Well, I think if you go
3: back over the months of the college basketball season, Carver High, we talked a lot about uh, Kansas being good enough to be a Final Four team, uh, that they were legit. And there's no doubt they can win that game. And there's no doubt Duke can win their game. And uh, it could be Kansas-Duke. And uh, the thing that uh, drives me crazy is that um, no one that I, I see anywhere thinks North Carolina or Villanova have a chance. And more so Villanova. Like They have been written off like nothing I've ever seen. 80% of the money is on Kansas right now with betters. That's, that's just crazy, right? So I don't know how it's that easy when you play uh, Jay Wright and his basketball team, the way they play defense, the way they uh, shoot at the line, uh, the way they don't turn the ball over and make mistakes, uh, the way they play smart basketball and move the ball and, and cut and screen uh it's amazing to me that everyone thinks that game's just going to be such a walk in the park because i can guarantee it's not going to be a walk in the effing park i can guarantee it uh,
4: uh it is not going to be a walk in the park as you mentioned uh at a lot of books 80 percent plus public money is backing kansas uh me and you we are backing jay wright and villanova baby uh, let's hear from jay he thinks that kansas will have a bit of an advantage, Scotty. They've faced two Big East teams already in this tournament. They've played Creighton, and they've played Providence. Will that be a factor? Here's Jay on the recruiting trail looking for the next Brady Manick in Amish Town. Uh, he joins us now to tell us.
5: That's a good point, John. It's funny how that happens. You know, we, we had a Big 8 run. We, we just had a big, uh, big 10 run, and then they had a Big East run. And it does help because you can – it's one thing to see them against other, conference, other conferences' opponents, but when you see them against your own, you you, you know how certain things that probably next time the camera guy will wipe do, off the you, lens. You know it so well as they know ours. So when you see <laughs> Kansas defend it or you see Kansas go up against it, it gives you a a, a, a unique perspective, and and it, it definitely is helpful.
3: Listen, all I have to say is. Uh... Playing Creighton and Providence is just not worthy of uh, acting like you've done something. I'm sorry. Like, I like Creighton with the big man. He went down with the left knee. Their season ended. Uh, I thought Providence uh, won every close game they ever played. But when it all came down to it, they weren't that good after all, were they? Uh, Villanova's better than both of them uh, six ways till Sunday. So now Kansas is playing... Uh, a badass Big East team. I mean, fully badass. And they're not even 100%. You lose Justin Moore, you lose a huge piece. But I still believe, uh, based on what I've been around my whole life uh, in basketball, is that uh, whoever they put out on that floor is gonna go onions out, all out. I mean, diving, bloodied. They'll give up life and limb to win. And he may not be as good as Moore, but you might get two guys in there to do better than Moore if you put him in this moment, in this national semifinal. Don't tell me Ryan Archie Diagono's little brother isn't going to show up and try to ball out. This is someone else's chance to shine, and they got a great coach, and they're going to be in that game. I will keel over if they get blown out by Kansas. I really will. I just don't see it.
4: Let's, uh, of course, that one's still four and a half, Scotty. The other game moved to half. This one has not. Still sitting four and a half for Villanova and Kansas coming up on Saturday. Let's try this little prop boat for this coming weekend at the New or- in New Orleans for the Final Four. Name the finalists for Monday night. Uh, here you go. Anytime we got a chance to win tickets, let's do it. Duke versus Kansas. Uh, would be the favorite at plus 125, Carolina, Kansas, Duke, Villanova, Carolina, Villanova. Of course, if you're looking for the long shot, Scotty, plus 550, Carolina and Villanova on Monday night.
3: I think they're going to do whatever they can to get uh, Mike Krzyzewski in that game. I think the refs are in on it. I think everybody's in on it. Jim Nance is in on it. Raftery's in on it. CBS is in on it. (laughs) I think it'll be uh, Grand Hill. You know, right now tonight, <laughs> I I think it's Duke Villanova.
4: Everybody except Raftery, Scotty. Raftery never in on it. He just loves basketball. But that Grand Hill that sits there with them, he's in on it too. Oh he's God, he's also. another one that's. Get Grand Grand Hill. Oh, he's another one. I mean, <laughs> what's
3: next? What's next? Christian Leitner's doing the <laughs> halftime show. I mean, honestly, uh,
4: yeah, get him in there. Let's go. Uh, we do have the NIT final tonight. At the Garden for the last time, Xavier and Texas A&M. They will be the teams tonight, Scotty. Minus four and a half for Buzz Williams and the Aggies.
3: Yeah. Well, look, uh, I've been on this uh, A&M team, but I-, I thought Xavier's played great in this tournament, so I think they covered a number. I think this game is a, uh, you know, more like a one to three point game. I'll take that uh, four and a half every every time. So I, I like A&M by a bucket.
4: There you go, A and M by a bucket. Um, I'm gonna take Xavier as well. I like the four and a half with Xavier tonight. Maybe they'll even win outright. Uh, why not? Let's go. Do it for the Big East. Uh, also, we were supposed to have. The basketball classic final tonight, Scotty. That has been postponed due to tomorrow. Travel issues for Fresno State as they are going to play Coastal Carolina. I guess maybe they're coming by horse and buggy. Uh, so it's taking an extra day uh, for the, bull, the Bulldogs to get across let country. Me, to go let me tell Coast you
3: how bad Carolina. this game is. Yeah, this <laughs> game. Let me tell you how bad this game is. So the first day I take Fresno and I lay three. And the next day I take Coastal plus three. Mafia calls me up. He goes, you took Fresno and laid three. I said, Well, isn't this a three-game series? And he's like, that's the CBI or the CIT. That's not this one. I go, then give me Fresno. Now Fresno has travel problems. At this point, I don't even care if they play the effing game.
4: Seton Hall has officially hired Shaheen Holloway. Uh, We knew that that was coming for weeks. They just needed to make it official. Women's Awards handed out yesterday. South Carolina's Dawn Staley, Naismith Women's Coach of the Year. South Carolina's Aaliyah Boston named Naismith women's player of the year and they will cap it off this weekend scotty with a national championship at the women's final four
3: yeah they play friday and sunday so friday uh, tomorrow is the final four and let me tell you something those two games are gonna be sickening yes. they're gonna be great basketball games i'm gonna watch those games tomorrow
0: the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one (laughs) that's the sound of all the sports you love all at once starting at 40 dollars a month experience it all live with sling
8: sling is this house a good price compared to others in the area are prices going up or down if i don't make an offer right this very moment will i miss my chance these are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
1: Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart.
3: All right, uh, Carver High. Uh, everything happening. The women's uh, final four. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. I love watching these players. Beckers and the, and the girl, uh, 27 in that in that game to get into the final four. And uh, Van Lith, I think, is a great player at Louisville. The Stanford of the defending champs. They're like, I think they went like 32 and three. They're not afraid of anybody. I think tomorrow night's going to be fantastic. South Carolina's badass. Those are some heavyweights in the in the women's final four. As much as the men's Final Four, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think that heavyweights are uh, equal on both sides.
4: Yeah, they got heavyweights for both this year, which is very good. Uh, Tomorrow on Coast to Coast, we will have uh, some lines uh, for those women's Final Four games uh, tomorrow night. We will dabble with those. But how about right now we do a little hockey on
8: Coast
4: to Coast. We start... With last night, where the Rangers had a very tough time in Detroit against the Red Wings. They were down 2-1, they tied it. They were down 3-2, they tied it. They were down 4-3, they tied it. And then, in overtime, Scotty, they won it. Andrew Kopp doing the honors on TNT. 3.35 remaining in sudden death overtime. Here's Kopp with Panarin and Miller. Panarin across for Cup. He scores back in his home state. It's an overtime winner for Andrew Cup, five-four Rangers.
3: Cover. I took the Rangers on the road, off of a Penguin win, and uh, their newest acquisition scores the game winner in overtime. Uh, the Rangers are a dangerous team, uh, and I think no one on the face of the earth, uh, frankly. Respects them or uh, has them in the in the big picture in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They can uh, beat the Penguins. They just beat them in Pittsburgh three to two. Uh, they played a one nothing game against them. The Pittsburgh beat them in. Uh, so every game they play is close. Anything could happen in that series. I think the Rangers are, are frankly capable of beating anybody. And I think that they actually got better at the deadline. Boston and the Rangers to me had the best deadline uh, you know facelifts.
4: No question about that. Good win for them on the road on a back-to-back night. Two wins in a row. The Jets beat the Sabres three to 3-2 in a shootout last night. They had to come from behind to do that. The Oilers Double and the cover. Kings... A, A really fun game in Edmonton last night, Scotty. Oilers had a 3-1 lead. Kings come back to tie them. They do get a point, but the Oilers beat them in the shootout. Connor McDavid, as always, uh, the first player to crack 100 points this season. Uh, Good for him. Uh, He'll lose in the first round. The Blues beat the Canucks 4-3 last night in Vancouver. Not a good scene for the Canucks. They had a 3-2 Three-two lead in this game, and they blew that. The Coyotes beat the Sharks five two out in the desert, Vegas, last night. Scotty, are they starting to maybe get going? They shut out the Kraken three nothing in Seattle. Shea Theodore putting them on the board in the second period on TNT. The Vegas Golden Knights. That would have been their tenth. Out of the box comes Theodore, just as the.
3: We give you everything on Coast to Coast, including uh, the first goal of the game. I like that. Uh, Shea Theodore out of the box getting involved.
4: Yeah, you got to mix it up sometimes. It was a very low-scoring game. Good defense from Vegas. They had a kid in goal, got his first career shutout. Nice job by them. All right, we have a very thick slate tonight. In the National Hockey League, we will start, Scotty, in Boston, where the Devils visit the Bruins tonight. Heavy lumber here, minus 280 for the Bees, six and a half the total.
3: Yeah, I'm on the Bruins here. Uh, I just don't believe for one minute that they're losing to the Leafs and then turning around and losing to the Devils uh, in Boston. At the Garden tonight, I think it could get ugly. I'm all over the Bruins to win this game by multiple goals.
4: The Chicago Blackhawks start a Florida trip on back-to-back nights. Tonight, they are in sunrise against the Florida Panthers. Even heavier lumber, minus 360 for Florida tonight against Chicago. Total of seven, big total tonight.
3: Well, my, my uh, number one play on PharrellOnEvenge.com is the Panthers because, the, uh, as you know, the Blackhawks uh, don't use a goalie anymore in the net. They just have an open net the entire game. I think the Florida Panthers score seven or eight goals tonight against Chicago.
4: The Pittsburgh Penguins will be in Minnesota to take on the Wild. An old friend will be there, but not starting tonight. Cam Talbot will start, not Mark andre Fleury. Wild minus 122 against the Penguins. I mean, this makes
3: no sense to me. The guy won't—he didn't want to play in, in Washington. He wouldn't go to the Capitals because of the rivalry, with the Penguins now— uh, they're playing the Penguins, and he, and he doesn't want to play in the game. I mean, it, it's kind of silly, isn't it, after a while? He should be playing in that game. He's their goalie. He's going to be in that every night in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and now they're going back and forth with him and Talbot. What did they tell Talbot when they traded for him? We're still going to play you every other night because they're not going to do that in the playoffs. It's all ridiculous. I like the Penguins with a goal and a half on the on the puck line. I like the Wild to win the game by a goal.
4: Also tonight, the Kings will be visiting the Flames. They stay in Alberta. They take the short trip after getting a point in Edmonton. Calgary awaits for them tonight, minus 306.5 the total.
3: Yeah, I'm on the Flames here. I still think you're talking about the upper echelon of the West, and I put the Flames in that category. Uh, The Kings are on the streets. They lost a tough game last night, have to go at it again tonight. My guess is they lose this game by a couple goals.
4: The Sharks, after losing in Arizona, pretty pathetic. They will go to Colorado to face the Avalanche tonight. Here's a bizarre one for you. Yesterday, the Avalanche told you they were very concerned about Nathan McKinnon's injury, the upper body injury. They weren't sure how long he's going to be out. Well, what a miraculous recovery, Scotty! McKinnon is in the lineup for Colorado tonight against San Jose. They botched that one pretty good.
3: Well, look, I, I don't listen to a word uh, these NHL teams say about player injuries because they lie about them every day, all day, uh, every week, every month, uh, the entire season. They never admit anyone is ever injured. They come up with these ridiculous upper-lower-body nonsense uh, pushes to the media. I think it's it's a joke, and I think it hurts betters. Uh, to be honest with you. I think they should have to be uh, more upfront and, and honest about what the guy's injuries are Uh, I think it's ridiculous the way the NHL runs their injuries uh, in this league. But I think Colorado spanks the Sharks tonight. Either way, this is easy money, abs all the way.
4: We have four other games tonight. Let's take a look at the board. Uh, The Blue Jackets, after losing at home to the Islanders the other night, tonight they're at the horse track To take on the Islanders. Islanders the favorites at home. The Jets after winning in Buffalo. They go to Toronto tonight to take on the Maple Leafs. Montreal is in Carolina against the Hurricanes tonight. And also back to back. uh, The Stars beat Anaheim at the Duck Pond the other night. They stay in Anaheim. And will play them again tonight. Same line. Minus 170. And the puck and a half. I'm going to try it again Scotty. With uh, the puck line for Dallas.
3: I mean, the Ducks have uh, gone winless in 12 games. They're finished. Uh, I'm all over the Stars. Uh, I'm on the Canes. Uh, I'm on the Leafs, and I'm on Jovia in the fifth at Belmont Park. <laughs> Give me the Islanders Jovia. in the <laughs> against the Jackets. Jovia with the call of the day for well, I don't know.
4: Around the fourth turn into the paddock for Jovia as the Islanders beat the Blue Jackets 5-2 tonight. Uh, There's tonight. What about tomorrow? in the nhl we mentioned chicago has two stops in florida tomorrow they are in tampa to take on the lightning look at this a friday night at the garden between the islanders and the rangers all the drunks will be on the train tomorrow night back to long island the blues are in edmonton against the oilers and vegas is once again like last night in seattle again to take on the kraken tomorrow
3: i can just see it right now uh listen hot nicole i can't make it home uh, there's something wrong no. with the train. <laughs> it looks like the first train I'm going to be able to get is at 1025. So I'm just going to be stuck here at the TV station. And then he hangs up the phone uh, down the escalator, across the street, into the garden, Islanders, Rangers, Carver High with a tall 40-ouncer going. You're going to have it all going. And then he's going to bet on the Islanders, but they're going to lose to the Rangers. The Lightning are going to win. The Oilers are going to win. And Vegas is going to win. Carver High is going to show up at, at around quarter to midnight smelling like a brewery after going to the islander ranger game and lying to hot nicole and the whole weekend's gonna be shatter shatter should do yo. yo.
4: um pre kids and pre late night carver and Lisi radio show there's probably like an 85 percent chance that the scenario that you just mapped out would have happened (laughs) back in the day but unfortunately now that is not the case anymore now uh, you're learning my hard, life but we we'll... you can't go to any yes. games so oh, oh i'm learning the life all right meanwhile i can uh, go to the games hasn't, Woo! <laughs> hasn't been too many trips <laughs> has not been too many trips uh out to the horse track for me this year uh i i don't want to get into this and start this. it because i feel like me and you are going to take a lot of time with this so I'll just tell you that later on, on top of the next hour, we're going to talk about baseball. Because once again, uh, Brian Cashman just, he can't let go of this Astro cheating thing. Like, I don't know why they, I mean, they keep asking him about it. He keeps responding about it. We were cheated. We should have won the World Series. It's just on and on and on. He's got to keep talking about the Astro cheating thing. How about you win some games yourself, Brian? How about that? How about we just go and do that? Didn't
3: baseball just unfurl the fact that the Yankees cheat, too? I mean, are they not busted for using yes cameras and cheating, doing the exact same thing that the Astros were doing? After I spent years bashing the Astros for cheating and the Red Sox and Joey Cora the entire time the Yankees were doing it, too, uh, they're all lying. Uh, They're all pieces of shack. They all cheat. And Ashley Sauler's a and you know Garrett calls a cheater.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Ah. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month.
6: Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home
3: All right, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. Uh, always a pleasure to have uh, one of the greatest writers ever on my show. He's been on my show a number of times over the years, but he's never been on Sports Grid and on Coast to Coast, so we finally get him on uh, our television network. And I'm excited to have Peter Gallenbach from the New York Times, best-selling author, uh, truly uh, a legend in the business. And his books are the greatest books ever written, not only about sports, but everything he does. Everything he touches turns to stacks of money and gold, all bestsellers, all incredible. And now he's got another one out, a couple of them, uh, Whispers of the Gods, Tales from Baseball's Golden Age, and also uh, an exciting book called Valentine's Way about Bobby Valentine, another friend of mine. Uh, Peter, it's great to see you. Uh, I have to say, uh, you've done it again with Whispers of the Gods. Uh, How great is this book uh, with the stories From the legends, you know, a lot of this stuff uh, was what I was raised on from my father when I started watching uh, baseball for myself. Anyway, I grew up in Pittsburgh and I went to the 71 and 79 World Series. So all I ever heard and I have in this very studio right now, I have a picture of Bill Mazeroski uh, hitting the shot off Ralph Terry at Forbes Field in the bottom of the ninth inning of the 60 World Series against the Yankees the when they of got my outscored. Right, the worst day of your life. When they got outscored the by fifty life. runs. When they got outscored by fifty runs in the series, but the Pirates still won. I know there's stories like that in this book.
9: Uh, there's so many stories. I mean the wonderful thing is when you interview one of these baseball players, you just have no idea what it is they're gonna tell you. And so I've had in such a great position to be able to interview the likes of Ted Williams and Stan Musial and Ron Santo, and uh, uh, Roy Campanella. Uh, it's just, you know, when I was when I was at college, I was a sports editor at Dartmouth, and I got a book called The Glory of Their Times, and I opened this thing up, and it was reminiscence of people who had played with Babe Ruth and played with Ty Cobb and played with Shoeless Joe Jackson. I, I was just enamored absolutely enamored i must have read that book a dozen times and so what i wanted to do with this book was to do a sequel of that which was to make the years of the 40s 50s and 60s come alive through the memories of these great ballplayers
3: and you've done that and it's incredible again and it's blowing people away um what are your favorite parts of this book that people uh, need to know about as they go buy this book and read this
9: book? Well, the, the favorite part of it to me is that when you sit and read this book, it's like you're sitting with the people who I interviewed. I mean, these are the people talking. When you're listening to Ted Williams, you can picture yourself talking on the telephone, say, to Ted Williams or Stan uh-huh. Musial or any of these other people. It, it just It just comes alive. I mean, the, the wonderful thing about being able to interview with all these people over the last 30, 40 years is you just never know what they're going to tell you. Uh, Roger Maris is in there. Tom Sturtevan is in there. Um, players from the, from the Brooklyn Dodgers, players from Chicago Cubs, players from the Boston Red Sox, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Browns, these are people I've been interviewing over the last 30, 40 years. And uh, I was able to put them all together into one book. And it just, it thrills me that everybody is so happy about it.
3: Well, every book you do ends up the same way, a bestseller. What did uh, What did you think when you were watching uh, the Dodgers leave Brooklyn? Well, in
9: 1957, I was 11. And I was a New York Yankee fan. And the Yankees had just won the world series in 1956. And quite frankly, I grew up in Stamford, Connecticut. And so I was a Yankee fan and they weren't going anywhere. So not being a national league fan. It was like, see it, you know, the, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers went the New, New York Giants went to San Francisco. But as over the years I was able to interview people who played on those teams and people who rooted for those teams, I I came to understand just how terrible, how how the feeling of loss, the feeling of betrayal by people like Walter O'Malley and Horace Stoneham. Um, And it's a feeling of betrayal. These people are now, you know, 75, 80 years old, and that feeling of betrayal has never left them. Right. Uh, they're still angry to this day. They're angry about the fact that the Dodgers left Brooklyn, that the New York Giants left uh, left New York.
3: Well, they sure have a loaded baseball team out there in Los Angeles these days. After getting Freddie Freeman, what do you think of your Yankees now uh, and everything that happens with them? You got a GM who I like. I like Brian. He's been on my show several times, but he's still all caught up in the Astros cheating scandal. And uh, now there's stories that the Yankees were cheating the entire time as well. Uh, What do you think of all that nonsense?
9: (laughs) Well, it's the same idea of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the face. I mean, they shouldn't do it. Don't do it. You know, what can I tell you? It's just wow. I mean, wow.
3: Tell me about uh, the Bobby Valentine book. Uh, you talk about a character this guy with his disguises and everything else then he ran for political office in, in uh, your home state didn't he he was running he, sacred heart I
9: <laughs> yep he ran he ran for mayor of Stanford and he almost won he only lost by a few hundred votes. Uh, in a Democratic town he ran as an independent and, and what the Democrats did of course is they about 20 years ago he had a picture taken with with Trump. And so they ran that picture of Bobby and Trump. And though I can tell you he's not a Trumper, uh, that helped beat him. But Bobby and I, we talked for a good 40 hours. Bobby is one of the great, great, great storytellers of all time. And if you want to know why, for instance, Nolan Ryan ended up signing with the Texas Rangers, Bobby will tell you the story. And it is an absolutely fascinating story. Um, He was was sitting with, with Nolan Ryan's wife, at the time they were negotiating it. And his wife said to Bobby, If Nolan comes and plays with the Rangers, will you allow our children to come into the dugout? Because where Nolan was playing before, they would not allow the kids into the dugout or into the into the locker room. So right. Bobby said to Nolan's wife, If you if if Nolan comes and plays for me, your kids can sit on my lap during the game. <laughs> That is great, and, and, and hey. it turns out that was that was one of the key reasons why Nolan Ryan signed signed with the with the Texas Rangers. And there are a million stories like that. These stories are just that marvelous. Bobby.
3: That was Bobby Valentine calling right there. Uh, I have to ask you about about some of your other uh, great books. Uh, what sure. what drove you to write the book about uh, bias and? Uh, Casey Anthony, I, I thought uh, that that was the most bizarre court proceeding I've ever seen in my life, that story. Is that what drew you in? Because that was another one of your bestsellers. And, and I'm so used to you writing sports books.
9: Well, what happens is you're sitting at home and the telephone rings and you go, hi, and the other person at the other end says, hi, this is Jose Baez. Uh, would you like to write a book with me? And I knew who he was. I knew what the case was. And I graduated from NYU Law School. I practiced for a good six weeks. So, um, (laughs) you know, I I said, you know, let's talk. And uh, it's a fascinating, fascinating story. I mean, the short of it was that Casey Anthony's father had been having sex with her since she was eight years old. And he was watching the kid. He was watching the kid and, and, and lost track of her. And she walked... Up the stairs to uh, to the outdoor swimming pool and fell in, and nobody saw her fall in, and she drowned. I saw the father, who was an ex cop, didn't want to be held accountable for it, so he in part blamed her. A very very interesting story, very weird. Have you ever seen anything like that on television?
3: That they did that court case on TV. I
9: well, guess o. the o. only Simpson. other one. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the only other one was O.J. Simpson. Absolutely right. Um, but, um, I'll tell you what, Jose, Jose Baez was a brilliant, brilliant man. He made it very clear to me exactly what happened. Uh, we wrote the book uh, called Presumed Guilty because she was presumed guilty. Every TV show in the world had her, had her presumed guilty. The, um, the jury spent about 12 minutes deciding that the state made up everything that they said about her and let her go. I mean, it was unbelievable. Let me ask you this question. Um,
3: you know you wrote about uh pete rose uh in your career and what do you think of the fact that sports betting is now legalized almost everywhere in this country and pete rose is still banned from uh, baseball and uh getting in the hall of fame how do you feel about that it
9: really it really really leaves me shaking my head i mean this guy for 24 years had 200 hits in a row And that had absolutely nothing with him betting on baseball. So, you want to put him in the Hall of Fame as a player and not put him in as a manager? I can live with that. But there was only one Pete Rose, and he was one of the greatest ever. Did you like writing about uh, Pete Rose or
3: Henry Aaron
9: more? I did a book with him. I did a book with Pete Rose. Pete Rose on hitting, how to hit better than anybody. We had such a good time. I went out to Cincinnati. We just had a ball. Pete's about 14 years old, you know. And know. it's just so much fun. I mean, we just I had him. a blast.
3: I know him. He's in Vegas these days, still signing autographs. What, what did you? What, what was it like for you to write about uh, Hank Aaron?
9: Well, I mean, Hank Aaron to me is a god. Um, right. People have no idea what he went through as he was breaking Babe Ruth's career record for home runs. They have no. I wrote a children's book about it called "Brave in Every Way." He got death threats. I mean, they told him that if he hit the home run to break Babe Ruth's record, that somebody would be in the stand and shoot him and kill him. That's how nasty it got. I remember.
3: Let Let me ask you uh, lastly, uh, Peter, uh, one question. I have respectfully one minute. Uh, you wrote okay. about Phil Esposito. He's still calling lightning games on the radio down in Tampa and winning Stanley Cup rings. Can you imagine uh, this guy still at it, uh, your boy Phil Esposito, after his brother
9: Tony passed? Hey, Phil Esposito, one of the greatest people I've ever known. He's just a wonder. And Whenever I see him, I just want to give him a big hug. We, we wrote a fabulous, fabulous book together. It was number one in Canada. Number one bestseller in Canada. God bless the Canadians,
3: right? Hey, so listen, uh, Peter, uh, The the Bronx Zoo, one of the greatest books ever written. Uh, Now you've done it again with Whispers of the Gods, Tales from Baseball's Golden Years. I can't wait to read it. It's always a pleasure to see you and continued success. Keep knocking it out of the park. Hopefully one of these days I'll catch you over at Yankee Stadium and, and, and we'll have a beer and a box of popcorn.
9: I very much look forward to it, Scott. I can't wait. Peter Gollenbach, a
3: legendary New York Times bestseller. How about them apples, Carver High? He wrote about all your heroes, all your childhood heroes, Carver High. Peter Gallenbach, he covered all of them, even Phil Esposito. You got the hit king in there, Pete Rose. You get them all in there, Henry Aaron. Now he's talking Casey Anthony doing court cases. Gollenbach does it all.
2: Carver high giving no love to Bob That's an F. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Ah. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling.
3: Barbara always busy when it's uh, this day in sports history. Yes,
4: yeah, certainly is. 1931, Newt Rockney dies in a plane crash at 41. Not a good start uh, here. 73, Muhammad Ali suffers a shocking split decision loss to Ken Norton while suffering jaw. a broken jaw. 73, Bobby Orr scores a hat-trick. First player in NHL history, 100 points for straight season. 73, Billy Jean King ends Margaret Court's 57-match winning streak. 75, UCLA beat Kentucky. Good for them. Wooden wins again. 80, Holmes TKO's Leroy Jones, WBC heavyweight in Vegas. 1980, Jesse Owens dies of lung cancer. 84, double deuce Mike Bossy, First player to have seven straight 50-goal seasons. 1986. Legend. Louisville, the Cardinal, beats Duke to win the NCAA title. Ellen Here we go. Now it's a
8: free throw for the national championship.
9: Louisville will win it. The Cardinals have won the national championship. Denny Klum does it again. Four times in the last seven years to the Final Four, and it beats Mike Krzyzewski in a great final.
3: Beat Mike sheshevsky Purvis Ellison was the most outstanding player, and I went to Louisville that night from Indiana and Bloomington and partied all night with all the girls in Louisville and tried to score. That's what I'm talking about, check out,
4: Uh, 1990, Joe Sackick, youngest player with 100 points. 94, the White Sox assigned Jordan to the Birmingham Barons. 95, Sonia Sotomayor issues an injunction against MLB owners. 97, Arizona beats Kentucky in overtime. To win the national championship, first title for Lute Olsen, good for them. 2002, UConn beats Oklahoma for the women's national championship. In 2011, UConn's record 111-game winning streak comes to an end. Gino Ariema, so sorry to see you cry. Mississippi State beat them that night.
3: 111 wins in a row. That is crazy. And this guy's in 14 straight.
0: The final fours, it makes me just a little